0: Welcome back to another episode of Trauma Talks. I'm your host, Mary Snyder. How are you guys doing? How are y'all feeling? Are you tired? Do you feel like no matter how much you sleep, you can't get enough? Do you feel so tired you're worried you might be sick? Like you might have an illness? But do you also kind of feel at peace? If that's you, and that's what you're feeling, you might be Coming out of fight or flight mode. I want to talk about that a little bit today and what that looks like. What fight or flight mode feels like, what it looks like, and how, as you move on to exploring your trauma and healing from your trauma and learning about it, what it looks like to no longer be in fight or flight mode. If you listen to this whole episode and then none of this clicks for you, don't worry don't freak out. It's not a bad thing that you're not out of it yet. I don't think any of us are ever 100% out of fight or flight mode, but there is a shift that happens when it's not you're all consuming, where fight or flight mode isn't the only thing keeping your nervous system running. If you're not super sure about your nervous system and fight or flight mode and the things that kind of correlate with that, I'm going to first explain that and talk about that a little bit. And then we'll go into kind of exploring what it looks like if you're headed out of it, or if you are out of it, or maybe some of the emotions and the fatigue and all of the other things you might be feeling if you have started to really lean into your trauma and explore that. If you're in fight or flight mode and you don't know it, you are going to have things where if someone walks up behind you and startles you immediately just for walking up or if somebody scares you in any way that usually has to do with your fight or flight mode if you cannot sleep through the night and you find yourself waking up every single hour that's usually a part of your fight or flight mode if you have rapid heartbeat just out of nowhere if you're sitting somewhere and you're thinking about something that happened to you or trauma or something and you start having a rapid heartbeat that's part of your fight or flight response. A really big one that happens to me a lot is the ringing in your ears. Sometimes that's something else, but a lot of the times that has to do with your fight or flight. Another thing is if you clench your body in any way, like your arms or your feet or your toes, I tend to clench my fist a lot if I'm thinking about trauma or something that happened to me while I'm driving, which is pretty common usually when I think about it and when I space out as I'm driving, I'll notice when I look down that my right fist is clenched. And the only reason that I notice it is because my fingernails are digging into my palm. So all of those are signs of your fight or flight. They're all connected to your nervous system and your cortisol levels and things like that. But all of those have something to do with a bodily reaction from your trauma. A lot of people think that trauma reacts and and shows up just kind of in your mental state or the way that you think or feel. But a lot of people don't realize that your trauma actually is very, very connected to your nervous system and your fight or flight. And it very much kind of controls your entire body. A lot of people don't realize that, that a lot of the stuff that you experience during your trauma affects more than just your state of mind more than just your mental health it literally can affect weight loss it can affect your sleeping patterns it can affect your eating patterns i mean it's it can affect so much and a lot of people don't realize that and your fight or flight response is, is directly connected to your nervous system which you know obviously affects your immune system and like i said weight loss and eating habits and energy levels, and all of those things. So when you start to come out of your fight or flight response, your body stops being on 911 alert all the time. And you start becoming more calm and more peaceful, and your internal gates start to drop. So you stop kind of having your guard up all the time for everything. I think the first time I noticed that my fight or flight was kind of coming down was about Eight months after I'd gone no contact with my parents, I was really, really, really tired. And I couldn't figure out why. And I was sleeping a lot, and I was sleeping kind of heavy, and I would get up in the morning, and I would completely feel unrested. I would want to take a nap during the day, and then I would, and then I'd want to go to bed at like 8 p.m., and this went on for about two weeks. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I so tired? And... A lot of my trauma I've done a lot of research on. I've done research on reactions that I have. I've done research on weight gain as I've been talking about. I've done research on cortisol levels and what that looks like. And so I started to research why I was so tired and like no matter what I did, I was just absolutely tired and My first guess was obviously cancer um, because of my my severe anxiety that I have. But after I'd done some research, it was like, well, if your body has been in fight or flight mode for so long and you start coming out of it, you're going to start being exhausted because your body is no longer at alert and it's catching up from all of the years of just being on 911 alert all this time. You know, so for me, 20 plus years, you know, my mom used to come into my room in the middle of the night and just bust my door open and start screaming because she bounced her account. One of the worst ones was when she came in screaming because my cousin had OD'd. So it's a big part of my fight or flight response. And I have a real, still to this day, sometimes I have a hard time where if I feel like someone's gonna come in the room in the middle of the night, it will jolt me awake. But once I removed myself from all of the chaos, of what I was in until I went no contact it took my body about eight months to kind of catch up and realize that I was in a safe place in a safe space and that it was okay to rest and it was okay to sit down and I don't think a lot of people know that and I don't think a lot of people actually realize and know that their body is so connected to their trauma that it's more than just an event that they went through, that it literally affects almost every part of your body, internally, externally, mentally, everything and everywhere. And so once you start to kind of explore that and understand that and to see that your body is no longer fighting itself, because that's really what it's doing. It's really fighting itself in that moment while it's in fight or flight mode or while it's still going through that trauma or if you're still in the situation that's causing you trauma. I was in the manipulation and the narcissism for 25 plus years that like it, it was just my constant in my everyday and so when you go through those types of relationships or those moments where your body is just constantly at alert for so many years, it takes your body a very long time to realize that it's still in a safe space. A lot of my fight or flight is still very much there a big one is I am startled unbelievably easily. I'll be focusing on something and, and my husband will walk up behind me and say, hey babe, and I'll just jump out of nowhere. And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, sorry. you know. And then I apologize for obviously being afraid, which it's not his fault or my fault or no one's fault. It's just a response to my trauma because of my fight or flight. I feel like I've said those two words a lot. <laughs> I think it's really important that as you explore your trauma and as you explore healing, that you explore every single part of it. So, even like I said, even your internal body and what that means and what that looks like, and sort of how your body's changing. And you probably don't realize that it's because you're healing or because you're starting to, you know, create boundaries or distance yourself or whatever you're needing to do to heal that trauma or to become a better you a lot of the times the things like the connection of your nervous system and your trauma is missed and I don't think that that's talked about enough and I don't think That people realize that sometimes, you know, when they give themselves a hard time because they're, you know, eating a bag of Oreos or when they're, you know, craving a Coke or something like that, that it's not always because they have a bad habit with food or something. Sometimes it's literally because their nervous system is out of whack because of trauma. And I think that's huge. And I think that's something that people should explore more. And that's definitely something that obviously I want to talk about with you guys because I want you all to know everything about your trauma. I want you to know about the healing and the pain and everything that's connected to it and all the different things because it's more than just what happened to you. Your trauma is so much more than just a scary moment in time where something happened or scary years where something happened or abuse or whatever. Like If you're out of the situations that caused you trauma and you're working on healing, There's so much there to explore and there's so much to uncover and it takes a really long time and a ton of research. I mean, just lots of learning and lots of understanding about your body, your feelings, your emotions, your nervous system, and I mean, literally everything. In my opinion, one of the most overlooked symptoms, if you will, of trauma is your fight or flight response. Mostly just because a lot of people have no idea that some of the things that they do, like being scared, a lot of people don't know that that is specifically a fight or flight response. There's all kinds of things that kind of create your body to be on edge about all kinds of things that specifically has to do with your, your fight or flight response. The other thing that I think is really interesting about that specific term of words, fight or flight, is that 99% of people who have been traumatized don't even bother with the flight part. Most people who are traumatized just have the fight part in them. Myself, when something would happen, and i still deal with this today, you know, when something's going on, I'm a fixer and i'm like oh let me just get into action and and you know attend to this thing i spent a lot of my childhood trying to fix my parents trying to fix my mom trying to do things for her and emotionally support her because that was the position that i was put in so a lot of people probably don't even realize well fight or flight like i don't who's leaving no one's leaving you're fighting Your body is literally fighting. It's fighting to stay alert. It's fighting to continue. It's fighting to be a fixer. It's fighting to do all of these things. And with that, you know, comes a lot of internal symptoms, like I was talking about, like increased heart rate, severe anxiety. Your blood pressure literally rises when you're in fight-or-flight mode. And even when you're out of the trauma, like I mentioned, you are still in fight-or-flight. Your body is permanently in that until it feels like it's a hundred percent in a safe space to kind of drop that that guard for me like i said it was about eight months after going no contact and i didn't even know i was in fight or flight mode all the time like i didn't even know until the eight months when i was tired and i had to research i'm like what is going on with me because that's all you know when when you've been traumatized like when you're fine, nothing happened and then you get traumatized and then you become in fight or flight mode you don't know that you're in it you have no idea that now you're in a state of fight or flight your body knows it your subconscious knows it but you as a human being you don't you don't know that you don't even know what's going on with you right so sure with research, but a lot of people don't actually know that their body is in fight or flight mode and I think that That is kind of scary when you think about it to not know that your own body's basically fighting you to feel a certain way or to be alert or to have all these emotions that you didn't have before. And so that's kind of scary. But what's great is when you start coming out of it or you start healing or you start exploring your healing or exploring your trauma, then you get to explore all these new things that are you switching off your fight or flight mode. And, you know, it may not be permanently. Because I really don't think that – I think it would be really hard-pressed to say that you're permanently no longer in fight-or-flight mode. Because even now, with my husband in a safe space and around people who I have boundaries with or don't have boundaries with or don't need boundaries with or people who make me feel safe, there are still times where certain aspects of that show up. And so while I would love to sit here and say, oh, don't worry, it's going to go away one day, you're never going to have that again, I would – be probably wrong in the future. Um, And I don't want you guys coming back to my podcast and being like, well, Mary said, no, I'm not going to. I would love that, and I think that it's probably achievable for some people, but I I think it depends on your trauma or depends on your healing. And for me, I've been in therapy two and a half years. I still have tendencies of it. But there's ways to come out of it. And if that's something you want to start exploring, I would encourage you to start researching fight or flight or researching, you know, cortisol levels. Um, I'm really, really big on cortisol levels and understanding those and kind of realizing that when you have been traumatized, your cortisol levels are probably really high. And the way to bring those down and to address those is literally as easy as not drinking coffee first thing in the morning. You're probably thinking, I can't do that. Same. I used to think that, but it's actually a lot easier than you think it is once you start realizing that it's it's directly connected to the way that you're feeling with your cortisol levels, if that makes sense. But research cortisol levels. I think that you would be very impressed with the information that you find and the way that it coincides with your trauma. So if you're wondering, okay, so she's talked about fight or flight and she's talked about being in it. But like, what if I don't want to be in it? Or what if what if I think I'm headed out of it? You will start noticing, like I said, that you're exhausted. But if you are not headed out of it, or you're not sure how to kind of start switching, you know, like for me, I, I shake my leg a lot um, when I have anxiety, or I clench my fist, or I do really heavy sighs. Um, those are all those are all trauma related, and part of them are fight or flight. So if there's some things that you want to do that will help that, um, it's, it's really easy. I mean, um, something that my therapist has really taught me is, um, I'm sure you guys have heard of this, but it's, it's when you have anxiety, it's, it's you know something you touch, something you smell, something you see. Um, it really calms your anxiety or really good deep breaths. If you all did not know, deep breathing will change your life. It will center you so well. If you are ever just in a moment where you're like panicking or stressed out or any any emotion that you're struggling with, if you literally just sit there and just in the belly all the way through, make your belly expand and then just all the way out. It will change you. I promise you. It feels so good and it completely brings you back to center and it changes your perspective. It makes you really, really grateful for the moment that you're in. It really levels you out and you start thinking like, Okay, I can handle this. I can do this. It's it's incredible. So you can like deep breathe if you're having, you know, anxiety or if, or if you're in your fight or flight mode and you're trying to come out of it, you can do stuff like that. Um you can exercise. I know that sounds silly, but if you're not someone who likes to exercise, that's totally fine. Get in the sun. I am a humongous advocate of just sitting in the sun for 15 minutes. A lot of people don't realize the power that sitting in the sun can do for their mental health. If you've ever noticed when if you are a person who has depression or suffers from severe anxiety or depression or any mental illness, if you'll notice that not always, don't I don't want anyone to think like, oh, well, that doesn't help me, it doesn't help everyone, and it's not always. But the mood that you can get into from just sitting in the sun for 15 minutes, I mean, it can even be a freezing cold day and like take a blanket outside and then sit in the sun it is one of the best feelings. Also helps if you have high cortisol levels, by the way. On a couple of studies that I researched, one of the five things, and like number three of the five things was sit in the sun for 15 minutes and it will lower cortisol levels. And I'm telling you, that is, that is super true. So you can sit in the sun, you can exercise, you can take deep breaths, um there's all kinds of things that you can do to kind of learn how to come out of your fight or flight but like i said if you're if you're currently going through trauma or if you're currently in a situation where you don't feel safe and you feel like you have to stay in fight or flight mode it's going to be a lot harder for you to come out of it you know if you're in a position where you feel like you're currently going through trauma or you're currently being traumatized, I think for you, the first step would be to try to just leave or remove yourself from that situation or set boundaries. If it's not somebody that you live with, don't jump ahead to, oh, I have to do these things so that I'm not feeling anxious all the time. If you're still in those situations, unfortunately, trying to get out of fight or flight is not going to be very helpful for you because your body is, it's designed to protect you from all of those things your body's designed to protect you from horrible things that happen to you we'll talk about that next week but if you are trying to get out of fight or flight but you're still in those positions probably not a good idea to try to get out of fight or flight probably the best idea to get out of the situation to remove yourself or like i said set a boundary and then start exploring what that that fight or flight would look like um and how you could start healing from that. But don't try it <laughs> if you're you're still experiencing um, some trauma. And if you are, just know that I'm here for you and I'm sorry. And, you know, if you ever listen to my podcast and you need help getting out of a traumatic situation or you need help understanding boundaries, you know, feel free to reach out to me. You know, I'm on all social media platforms. Mary, Liz, Snyder. Um, I'm pretty easy to find. I also run a real estate team um, with my husband, so I'm I'm pretty easy to find on on social media if you're looking for me. I also talk a lot about my podcast on my Facebook. So if you typed in trauma talks on Facebook, you'd probably find me. But if that's if that's something that you need help with, or you're in a situation where you're you're worried about getting out, or you need somebody, or you need help. Um, reach out to me because I promise you I have I have been in some pretty dark places with my trauma and I have gone through some pretty rough stuff. And one of the biggest reasons that I started reporting, recording a podcast was specifically so that I could help other people. And if people aren't reaching out to me, how can I help them? Um, I would like to think that a lot of y'all that listen to my podcast are getting help as well. Um, maybe that's healing or or feeling safe, or reaching out to someone else, or whatever, Um, but I'm always here to help, especially my listeners. I never want anybody to be stuck in a situation that they feel like is endless, and they can't get out of, because there's always a light, and I'm happy to show you that that light exists.